jazzguitarlessons.net improve your jazz guitar playing with a real teacher podcast number 23 on how to remember songs uh, or at least how not to forget them so here's a it's a short podcast and i want to talk about general tips for remembering your repertoire and the songs you're working on um, and there's no magic formula i just i want to emphasize it takes mileage if you come across somebody that has a thousand songs memorized, it doesn't mean that you know it happened overnight. It's just being in contact with the music, with musicians, you know, playing a lot, of course, listening. So let's get going. I will give you tons of little tips, maybe 10 or so or a dozen, of tips that are easily applicable and that totally make sense. And I want to keep for the end, for dessert, I want to keep one big, big, big component of music that... I believed you know, most of my students had under their belt, but so it seems they, they don't. Most people don't use this technique, and I want to save it for last because, you know, have a little drama going on, so you, you know that you have something to look forward to. So let me start with the little tip and then finish with the big bang. Ready? So the first tip for remembering tunes is to use what I call the scotch tape method. The scotch tape method is a way to learn anything in life uh, in a linear fashion. So if you're trying to memorize a piece of text for, for a play, say uh, you're playing a character in a theater play and you want to memorize the text, I mean, you can't do all in one bunch and you can't either uh, just start from the beginning every time you practice it. So what you have to do is learn the first tiny bit and put it to the side. Then learn the second tiniest bit and practice it on its own, on itself as is. And then, only then, once you know the second bit, you scotch tape the first and second bit together. So you have one long strip of scotch tape. Then guess what you do next? You don't try to play from the first one to the third one. No, 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 no. You take the third tiniest bit. You learn it on its own. You rehearse it alone. And you kind of scotch tape it back to the rest. That's how you... The, the best way to learn tunes, basically, is to, to do the scotch tape method for chords for melody, for chord melodies, even for classical musicians, a great technique, <clears throat> sorry. And another tip I give uh, jazz guitar players is to learn the shell voicings, the simplest three note chords for every chord that is within a song. Uh, never mind those complicated 13th and flat nine voicings and all the stuff you will learn in chord melody arrangements. You have to find the basic, most basic way to go through the melody and the chords as is. And shell voicings are an amazing way to, to do that. You can find this on the jazzguitarlessons.net blog or uh, other uh, through the website. There are several indications on how to learn shell voicings, right? Uh, the third tip I wanted to, to, to get to you is to learn contrafacts and learn original songs. For instance, there's this classic How High the Moon standard, this classic tune that everybody knows. But we also know the standard or the, the bebop tune based on the standard ornithology. So the two tunes share the same progression, kind of, although they're completely different tunes. One was written by Charlie Parker and the other one was a, a pop tune of the era, right? So by learning the contrafacts or the original song, you memorize the thing you're going after further, right? Um, on the same note, basically on the same idea of learning a contrafact, uh, you should also see the chord progressions and the melody as big blocks. Say key of the moment. Look at the tune, all the things you are, and say, oh my god, there are four keys within the first 16 bars, right? So you need to see big sections and see similarities between tunes, even if it's not a contrafact 
a bebop tune that's a counter-effect of a standard song, uh, you need to look at what's the commonality between uh, Autumn Leaves and I Fall In Love Too Easily, or what's the commonality between, say, Ornithology and that, uh, that How High The Moon standard. After you know a handful of tunes, basically you know them all, and because all the common chord progressions and melody bits come back around over and over again, right? Uh, next tip, so the, the, the fifth one for the for this podcast is to build a chord melody on your own and not just saying I grabbed this chord melody from a book or here's, you know, all the, <laughs> every melody notice harmonized as a chord. No, 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 it's not, it's not what I meant. I just mean create a way that you can phrase the melody originally in your own way and then try to match harmony that fits under it. You don't have to play chords every time. You just need a way to say, to kind of relate everything back to the, the big picture of the song, right? So you can look at a blog post of how chord melody can make you question everything. It's a great way to get in the zone of creating your own chord melody, right? Uh, of course, you have to be careful. That's what I was saying before. Be careful not to create a chord melody that is too complicated for performance. Because, and that happened to me, right? <laughs> if you walk into a jam session and you want to play the song, what is this thing called love? And you have this beautiful chord melody arrangement lined up. And the players at the jam session decide to play it much faster than you can handle it. And you can't play your chord melody, but that's all you know, right? You came there and you're not prepared. So you need to watch out so that your chord melody remains uh, easy enough. It remains sparse and it remains um, suited for different situations. Uh, that's, and that's um, another experience relating to a jam session, another tip. You have to really learn songs, and uh, I'll tell you about my experience with the Bebop Head Confirmation by Charlie Parker. I went to a jam session, and you know, the student goes, but I was not familiar enough with the tune to kind of play it at that tempo. So I asked my friend um, Ben at that time, a tenor saxophone player, amazing guy, and I said, can we play confirmation and go you know, play that at medium tempo, but not too up because I, I didn't nail all the, the fingerings and I was not too comfortable. And he said, yeah, and something funny happened. Lots of uh, experienced players on stage that knew the song, they had a, a problem keeping up with the tune at that tempo because they were used, they were, there was a muscle memory associated with playing the tune very fast, as it should be. But this goes to show that basically they, they did not know the tune if they could not just take the tempo and slow it down twice as slow, right? So this is food for thought still. Um, so three more tips to go before I launch it to the big, um, the, the biggest bang I wanted to share at the end. So first one of the last three ones is the four chorus exercise. And it's a tip that's, that's been given to me by Michael Berard, a great Montreal jazz guitar player. He says, well, if you think you know a tune, you, can, you have to play four choruses. You play the melody, one, you play the chords, two, you play a chorus of improv, that's three, and you play the melody again at the end, that's four. So you just play the tune for four choruses and you kind of know if you know it or not. Or at least you know which corners of the song you did not completely master. Maybe between bars 17 and 18, there's a little chord change that, that's missing. The four chorus exercise is a way to pinpoint those, those places and to, to make sure that 
you can rework on them later. So the four chorus exercise is a great way to maintain your, your, your bucket list of songs, or not your bucket list, I mean the songs that you can currently play for real. You have a list and you go, wow, um, and that, that could be another tip that I forgot to kind of mention. You sh should have a list of tunes that you know how to play at all times. So you don't forget to say, oh yeah, I used to play that a year ago, but I didn't play it in six months because you know nobody asked me for it. So you have your list, and whenever you come to practice, you can say, oh, I'm starting to forget the bridge to all the things you are. Let me do the four chorus exercise in it just once, right? So countdown, two to go. Here's a, an exercise I did personally extensively, and you can hear it on uh, the EP, The Time It Took by the, well, it's my trio, it's Marc-André Seguin trio jazz guitar trio, it's all tunes that are based on standard chord progressions, except one, that I reworked. So I took, say, Beautiful Love, and I kind of redid it in 3-4 with a pedal tone and kind of changed the harmony here and there and there. And I think I, I know the original song Beautiful Love much better now that I created my own variation on it than if I hadn't. See what I mean there? Um, the, the fact of the matter is, is if you want to depart from the original, you need to know the original very well. So that's the rationale behind this concept. So you can take any song you like or any song you'd like to memorize and say, I like Stella by Starlight, I'm having a problem, can I keep it in, then I keep forgetting it. So why, why not just create your own Stella by Starlight? Rewrite the melody, re rewrite the chords and see what you can come up with, right? And one last one before we get to my my promised dessert, oh my god, I'm building so much expectation. This is unbelievable. Uh, easy, easier said than done, this last one, transpose to different keys. This will show you how to relativize the content of the tune, the harmony and the melody and so on. Um, easier said than done, of course, and you don't have to do 12 keys. I have, you know, beginners, jazzers, they go, oh, I want to play in 12 keys. Well, start with the original key and maybe two more. So you will have played all the things you are in three keys, and that's enough to show you the relativity, the how chords are relative one to another, how key centers move, and etc. So um, that's a really, really great tip. Even if you take blues and confront your your knowledge of blues, you think you can play blues in a jazz or bebop style? Just say, all right, G flat blues, do it. Uh, B natural blues, okay. Uh, D-flat blues, uh, you know, all these keys that we're not used to playing in, just be be super truthful and genuine to yourself. Can I do it? Can I improvise through those forms? Can I play the melody to Tenor Madness or, or you know, Straight No Chaser in the, in the keys that we're not usually playing in, right? So um, that's it. And now for really uh, the big bang, the, the last tip I wanted to share with you. Long story short, I have several students that um, we, we came across this situation recently in the last few weeks, which encouraged me to, to do this podcast. And the situation is as the following. I was expecting people to run forms of songs in their mind while they're doing anything. While you're playing the melody, you should, you should have the form of the song in your mind. You see the chords go by and kind of play the melody, so you see it as a big chunk. While you're comping, you should also have the melody and the chords go by in your mind the same way as you're, when you're playing the head. When you're soloing, it should be the same thing. You have the melody, you have the chords, you know where you are in the form, right? So basically, it's just a big loop. 
right? After you nail the form once, it's just a big loop of the same form over and over and over again. But what I realized though, with, with few students, well, I'll say lots of students of mine, that most people don't have that uh, in their trick bag. They, they only do what is at hand. So if they're copying, the melody of the song is not at the, on the forefront of their imagination. If they're soloing, they may forget about what the chord changes are. <laughs> or if they're doing a chord melody, maybe everything goes whack and they're just playing a chord melody from memory, which is good. But the form of the song has to be there always. Let me, let me repeat this. The form of the song has to be there always. That's the only way the magic happens. And that's why we don't play with a fake book in front of our faces. We have to learn the songs that kind of do all of this not only from memory, but from intuition. It has to be a part of you. The song has to be so deep that you, you can hear it in your sleep. <laughs> you know? So what, here's what the tip is and how we address that with students. The, the tip is to have a visual, um, visual aspect to learning the song that goes kind of of having a fake book or a, you know, the real book go on in your mind, in your field of vision in your in your inner uh, in your mind's eye that's how you say it in english right uh, you have to have the tune go by in your head at all costs so the way to do it to to implement this idea is almost like spelling because you need to relate this to a visual cue even though you're not playing visually i hate i hate watching people you know blowing on tunes and looking at chord changes on a piece of paper because when when we're busy reading we're not really making music so you need to have the chords in from an oral perspective, from this ears uh, perspective, from really hearing the changes go from one to another and hearing the rhythms, it's an ear, hearing things, it's internal, but you also need a visual cue to say, oh God, this is C minor seven. It's not D flat major seven, it's not, not it's C minor seven that is pre presently being sounded. When we have the basic blocks of the tunes at hand while you do anything and everything. And uh, I read something recently about this in a book and it relates really strongly to say you had a paragraph of text and you had to memorize the text and you had to spell every word independently. So we can think of words like bars or we can think of words like set of bars. In my mind, in the upper left field of my inner vision, I will see this chord symbol go by, you know, say C minor seven with the melody note or whatever is in that bar. But furthermore, I know that this is part of a bigger um, phrase, a bigger phrase of, say, four bars. And I hear all of them and I see all of them in my mind. So same as you would go with spelling. Say you want to spell the word, let's take an easy one. <laughs> let's take the word polyrhythms. So you would not try to memorize the whole word visually by just thinking of the word. You would think of poly, of R-H-I. R-H-Y and then thims. So you see it in syllables. You see it in bunch of three or four letters. So that's what's happening with playing on tunes. You need to see a bunch of three or four chords that are the, the time that you're playing on at this moment. And you need to keep this going throughout whatever you're doing once again. So comping, soloing, chord melody, playing the melody, whatever. Um, and to do that, you have to train yourself to kind of put a recording of Miles Davis on and just call the chords. E minor seven flat five, A seven, C minor seven, F seven, F minor seven. You need to, to train yourself to do it. And at some point, 
you won't need to say anything and it will be part of you anyways. You see what I mean? It's going to be in your mind. You're, you will be busy doing something else but you can still listen to the radio while you're driving. See, we're, we, we're capable of doing things that don't require a lot of attention along with things that require a lot of attention. So I hope it makes sense. Um, please don't hesitate to write me an email if you have questions about this. It's a really um, new aspect and fascinating way of learning uh, that, you know, personally, I expected everybody to be functioning like this. And uh, Pat Mettini is talking about that too. He's talking about, you know, having the chords memorized at the forum and not playing with cheap music, da, da, da. So it's a fascinating topic. So that's it for Podcast 23. I'm Mark from jazzguitarlessons.net. Improve your jazz guitar playing with a real teacher, and I'll see you next time. Take care.